Do you hate your job? Of course you do. So do Liz and Noah. Now it's time to join their conversation so you can figure out how to quit your soul-crushing job. And then, well, and then the, the other, the, the third side of that coin, oh. <laughs> the, the depth of that coin um, is also, I've seen a lot written and I don't find this particularly with my friends for the most part. Maybe I see it here and there, but like people presenting their life in the way they want it to be seen rather than the way it really is. So like, okay. like basically the polished um, silver lining version of their own life. Mm -hmm. So that everybody thinks mm -hmm. their their life is so great, that kind of thing. Like, so wait, what are you saying about that? With so I'm to saying, that? like, okay, we were talking about frivolous versus more meaningful posts. Mm -hmm. Either one of those could fall into the category of like, my life is so great. Mm -hmm. So I think, like, well, okay, obviously, if you post a picture of yourself, you're going to post one that's flattering. Like, you take three pictures of yourself, you're mm -hmm. going to choose the one you look best in, you're going to post that. Mm -hmm. And then you're not going to post, like, um, oh, shit, I ripped my pants when I been over at the store today. You're going to post, like, oh, I did this great thing. You know, like, yeah. we, you know... So right. people are only it. posting, yeah, you're curating what you're posting online. Right. So that's that's another thing to consider within the, whether it's deeper yeah. or frivolous. It's also all curated to look like, you know, you're living the best possible version of your own life to the outside world. And not world. everybody does that, but yeah, probably that's the like, tendency, the, yeah, though. the tendency is that. I would mm -hmm. say everybody, if you take four photos of yourself, you're going to post the best one. So yeah. on some level, one way or another, we're all doing it on, even if it's 1% versus 90%. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. But um, originally way back, probably <laughs> 15 minutes ago, I was talking, I was, I was trying to lead to a point that um, if you actually are participating in real empathetic, listen, where you're doing your best. I have another side tangent that oh just popped my into my head. No, if you're doing no. your best to be an empathetic listener, uh, one of the audience members brought up the fact that at, you're exposing yourself to changing your mind. Like if you're actually trying to see mm -hmm. the worldview from that person while they're talking mm -hmm. and their perspective and you're doing your job, then you're, yeah, you're exposing yourself to have your mind changed because you're, you're giving up your own worldviews for a moment and that people. I didn't catch that either. Go on. And, and people are tied. I mean, people's worldviews are tied to their personalities and who they think they are and who they present themselves in the world. So you're becoming very vulnerable by being an empathetic listener. So you didn't hear that the first time through it. It kind of stuck out to me. So what does that? Was that how's that tickle your fancy? Was that make you feel? That, that, it's scary. Yeah. Mm hmm. In a way. I yeah. Mean, because we're right about a lot of things. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just had to say it. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. No, I think that puts you in a in a strange, vulnerable position that a lot of people don't want to be in. And I do remember yeah. someone talking about being uncomfortable. Like thinking about mm -hmm. like because who we are like our our worldview is that's my comfort security blanket yeah I wrap it's myself ego. in and yeah. yeah so um but at the same time for how I think you know stuck we are you and I are mm -hmm. in our worldviews I think we I do try to be open to listening to things like to people I think so um 
Attentively. And maybe not to the point. Yeah, not empathetically. <laughs> like we're not yeah. there yet. We're not that great. But but I think we do have Speak that openness. <laughs> Just kidding. Shut up. About <laughs> about us and yeah. and willingness to learn. But we also well, I agree. I I, I think we also both kind of come from a mindset that we now disagree with. <laughs> yes, that too. <laughs> that, but that's that only most one. Of our friends not have. right. Not to. Not to get into all of it, like I no, know yeah. what I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um. But again, that's only like our our worldview. Like, so he really drives home that every single person is so unique. Yes. So that we're was a we're big really point. generalizing and like clumping like so even like you and me, me and Noah. Right. Like very different you know, people worldview in that sense. Yeah. Like when we do categorize and like lump things, then yes, like. Lots of overlap. Yeah. Um, but I think he's saying, you know, don't take that for granted either because of how different, like, so singular everybody is. Right. Um, but, yes, I was thinking about that too, how we've gone through transitions and seen change ourselves and, like, mm-hmm. our thoughts about things like consumerism and right. um, how we eat, like, all of right. that. Like, so where we shop and why. Right, yeah. So, I mean, we... We have experienced, like, gone through transitions and have lived that life, I right. guess, um, that's different from what we are now. So I think that can help us. Yeah. I think that can be a great tool and, like, but we can't let that get in the way either. Right. So, and, yes, and I think, like, when I was listening to this, too, it's, like, there's a more almost spiritual kind of connotation to it to me this time, like, that I'd never seen before. And it's basically... um it's dissolving your ego a little bit so Mm -hmm. when i say ego i'm not just talking about being conceited i'm talking about like your sense of self so like me you know like so when you go like deep into philosophy and like buddhism and things like that ego means like okay i'm noah okay but noah doesn't exist like there there's a body and like there's consciousness and like your consciousness identifies with your body and your experiences and things like that and then that's that's your worldview like noah is my consciousness's world and so when i talk to people it's like it's filtered through noah and so i'm sorry if i'm getting a little deep here but you know like so it's trying to strip away your ego it's trying to strip away yourself and let your consciousness try almost like try on other people's egos to understand them better um so I don't know if I phrased that really well or if that makes any sense, but like, so I, I was viewing this a little bit from that perspective of dissolving the ego and like, that's, that's real, that creates real spiritual growth. Yeah. No, I think, I think that makes sense. Well, good. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so, well put. Oh, thank yeah. you. Um, geez, there's, there's more? so much more like, yeah, there's a lot more really, but like, but so as far as like action steps Mm -hmm. when they were going through the role-playing the first and foremost thing was he he brought in the um metaphor i think metaphor of a translator yeah so Mm -hmm. um when he we replayed the troubled high school student with the parents he told the the audience members to be faithful translators so at the beginning of a conversation when somebody has like you know high emotion and it's most likely based off of coming from a perspective of not being understood your job as a listener as an empathic listener is just to translate what they're saying because this is seeking to understand right so Mm -hmm. it's like like oh man you know why am i 
I'm going to school. I'm spending all this time, and it, but I don't. It's, it doesn't have anything to do with my life. And then you know, the father or the mother is like, so you know, you you don't feel like you're getting anywhere. So it's kind of just like repeating back in your own words the same thing they just said to you mm-hmm. until you can get to a point where the barriers start to break down and you can you can say less and less basically to a point where you can just nod or you can you know shake your head you know you, you can mm-hmm. just be there with them in understanding and then if you break down those barriers then if the person if their their goal was to get advice from you or you know something like that then then they'll come out with it you don't have to lead with the advice. Um, and you don't even have to ask. And didn't wasn't there a, um, a point he was making, too, about asking questions that you wouldn't really want to ask questions? Right. If you're you don't, listening. Yeah. If like, you're probing. You're probing. Yes, from probing. Your, you don't want to do that. Yeah. You're, you're probing from your own. He kept saying um, autobiographical. What was it? I, questions. Like, I thought. I oh, yeah. Know. Autobiographical responses. Responses. Okay. So, yeah. If you're if you're probing, if you're asking questions, there's like a subconscious goal in mind from your own autobiographical nature. So, like you're, and that's you're hard leading for me because. Oh, yeah. For oh, me, me I love to ask questions Let's because I feel kidding. like, shut up. <laughs> Sorry, um, no, I no. feel like that's how I've been programmed to learn, to, to, uh, to learn from people. Right. So for me, that's, that is definitely a programming slash natural tendency. I think I'm doing a favor and like trying to learn more by asking questions yeah. of the individual I'm listening to. Right. To, to learn more when... I think that's attentive listening. Well, okay. So maybe I'm an attentive listener. But yeah, so that, that was something that struck me um as oh he's saying that's not helpful actually right (laughs) and i mean maybe for some people it's not that it it can't be helpful it's not the best i could do right for them that's it that's it yeah because like like we said at the beginning of the podcast being an attentive listener you're probably in the 85th percentile of people you know yeah and i've been told i'm a good listener i like i mean i've actually had that like or people like talking to me because i ask questions of them so they get to talk about themselves which they like so i mean not to toot my own horn but like i Mm -hmm. i feel like that's something i can view as somewhat of a strength of myself but it doesn't mean i'm an empathic listener which is right the The goal the ultimate goal right so yeah i'm glad you brought that up because i forgot about that point yeah and yeah when when they're going through all this because that's that's what i do like when i think i'm at my best is when i'm asking and listening like you're engaging you're an engaged listener and right I like you're signaling to them that you're yeah like you know okay eye contact blah 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 blah, but Mm -hmm. like you know pick out a thing or two like when you when you see your friend and they tell you about what's been going on like okay and they're gonna ask you about what's been going on with you so but you try to remember one or two things that they said to follow up on after they ask you and then like that's like that's hard for me (laughs) like like oh okay oh yeah I've been doing good and this and that and then so you said this well what what about that and you know like for me that's that's hard mm-hmm. enough well that <laughs> like, made me think of something I have a question for you then yeah so the examples he specifically brought up were mm-hmm. of like troubled people yeah who are trying to communicate with someone and like have them listen mm-hmm. you know and understand them. Do you think he's recommending that you do that all the time or that it's it's especially for situations that are sort of 
problem solving esque. Like, like, I mean, so, and I, the reason I brought that up is the example you were just talking about. Like, you're talking with a friend and you're catching up, and like, yeah. I mean, is empathetic. Yeah. No, or I see exactly listening what you're for all the time. Hmm. That's a great question. No, I, th- I think it is for meaningful conversation. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's like passing in the hallway. I don't think it's like um, greeting at a party. Um, well, or even if you're just like catching up, like let's say it's a conversation with a friend or like a, you, you're well, at a party, you see somebody how and about, you're catching up about your lives. I would say are you if you can tell that they have a strong emotion about whatever they they are saying then yeah and then it's time for empathic listening okay so right. looking for signals like clues of um, right and people are desperate to give you those signals right. they will give right. i mean if you're looking for them i think it'll be obvious so for like regular socializing i mean not that you can't listen empathically but yeah yeah he d- that's not really talked about in yeah. this that i noticed yeah so well i just saw the full length like unabridged audiobook and it's like 11 hours so it might be a little different because these are like maybe not that different because these are like an hour each but um maybe there's some more nuggets in there i don't know would be yeah. worth looking into but yeah i think so even in a social setting though i think like at a party let's say you're talking in a circle of five people i think one of those people will most likely come out with something like Can you believe this thing happened or something like mm-hmm. so you might have like ideally in a perfect world it would be best if you can like turn it on and off or like have it as a tool you can use you know what i mean like because when you get an animated response like oh how's everybody doing blah blah blah. we're talking about this or that and then like oh you wouldn't believe this thing and then like so it may be Mm -hmm. you know in the in a group dynamic adds other things but like that's something we can learn as we go i guess yeah so yeah i no, i was surprised by um how much i was thinking about this episode while it was happening yeah Oh, so good. did you have more notes then or did a we lot cover more notes kind of- um oh yeah well so we kind of covered that i guess um oh i wrote down this question he asked it was more it was a question i mean there's a question mark at the end of it but it's more of a statement okay and i want to i don't i don't know if it'll trigger anything uh from when we were listening to it for you or not but i want to get your response to it but he's he said this i think he said it twice in a row and he said who's going to listen to that uniqueness i don't even remember mm. the entire yeah <laughs> frame of reference for it but it struck me enough to write it down of like who's going to listen to that unique of, of the person i think i think oh individual? i know i remember what it was in reference to it was um he was the dad talking about the son like oh he said this and that he's like oh he was talking about the dad who said i don't understand my son he won't listen to me oh yes and then and then he repeated he being stephen covey Mm -hmm. repeated it back to the dad your son won't listen to you or you don't understand your son because he won't listen to you said yeah that's right said your son or you don't understand you don't understand your son because he won't listen to you said yeah why do you keep saying it and then (laughs) he said well it seems like for you to understand your son you'd have to listen to him Mm -hmm. and then the dad says oh well yeah i i know what he's going through i've been there i've done that Mm -hmm. and then he says no you haven't and this is what you were talking about earlier yeah we are each our own individual. And while we may have experienced some similar circumstances and been through similar things, nobody's been through what you've been through. And I think that's what this who's going to listen to that uniqueness refers to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really beautiful phrase, I think. Question. Beautiful yeah. question. 
Um, yeah. I mean, it's a phrase, but it's a statement at mm-hmm. the same time. I mean, a question and a statement, you know? Yeah. So, You're getting all like, over the place here. I am. I'm all my feels. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was, I thought that was significant. And like to not write off people's situations because you feel like you've been there or been through worse or been through whatever. Like that's just automatically writing off empathy and saying, I don't need to put myself into your worldview because my worldview has already gone through it conquered mm-hmm. it whatever um so like not to write situations like that off like i don't know do you have anything to add to that oh it's just really deep like when you were talking about it just now like thinking about how precious that is and how precious people are and how singular and yeah um so it's just i don't know it's it's really beautiful and meaningful like and it i don't know it puts meaningfulness into other people right and yeah, I don't know. So I, I think I was just kind of sitting with that for a moment okay. as you were talking about it. Yeah, but. yeah, and yeah, and that kind of hit me when we were listening to it. And I was like, you know, that is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it also kind of reminds me of, um, it reminds me of a quote from, hmm, I think it's Dale Carnegie in um, How to Make Friends and Influence People. Um, and the first time I listened to this was like, it was uh like 2007 or something like a long ass time ago and it was one of the first mo- like self-improvement like motivational kind of books I've, i'd ever listened to and i it was prescribed to me i had i to get yeah. this job i was i wanted to get i had to listen to that and um napoleon hill's think and grow rich um it was a sales position and um and so it the the quote was um oh okay so i'm gonna i'm not gonna get the quote right but i'm gonna get the essence of it right so like if if you he was talking about like if if you're in a situation and um if you view this person like as a bad person or doing something evil almost or something like that okay like okay you could even say hitler Okay. Okay. Whatever. Your your vision of an evil person. Okay. And you can say to yourself, if I were him or her, I would do the same thing. And it's literally true. Because if you were that person, if you were born with their DNA and you lived through their circumstances, then literally you would do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So that takes into account nature and nurture, both all-encompassing. And, and that's like a helpful thing. Mm for your brain to understand the differences between yeah. people like sorry, no go, go go for oh, it oh i was gonna say because we use that all the time like oh if i were that person i would do this right which is not true exactly right yeah so like it's a way to train your brain to understand that like nature and nurture both matter mm-hmm. okay you can add the third element of a soul if you want whatever um but our, i mean mind-blowing but yeah but like literally like so you know you whatever happens to you some some guy's a dick and cuts you off in traffic or whatever it's a way to calm yourself down and it's a way to be empathetic to someone you might never even talk to but like if i were that person i would do the same thing if i were that and person that's I would do the not same the thing. quote or that is the quote that's very close to the okay quote. i'm okay. not sure exactly what it is but yeah if i were yeah. that person i would do the same thing okay. because that's true because if you were born with that person's DNA and you experience all the exact same experiences that person experienced, then you would do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So it's, 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 it's empathetic. Wow. It's putting yourself in their shoes and trying to understand it's take anger out of things for the way people are toward you and disturbing your worldview by understanding that if you were in their shoes, you literally, mm-hmm. literally 
mm-hmm. would do the same thing. That might even help me with my customer service job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, help, it's very helpful tool. It has. It, yeah. It has helped me when I've had the presence of mind to remember it. Um, and that's what wow. we're all about here is trying to remember enough things to get better. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're all sick. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're all sick in our own ways. Well, and this is also a really timely time to uh, bring back up the seven habits and this one in particular because we took a break from it. Now that we're back, we're dealing with this epidemic and emotions are running high and wild. Yeah. And it's it's a really good time to, to, to think about listening empathetically to the people around us. True. I mean, not that it's... People are scared. People People are are going... People are all up in their fields right now. Yeah. So more so than I've ever experienced. I mean, I've I've never... None of us have ever lived through this before. Right. I mean, even like... Except George Takai. Even uh, 9-11, like when that happened and people were scared. I was younger, so maybe it was different. Like social media wasn't what it is today. I was... I was 21. And was social media the same? No. No. So anyway, um, it just seems like good timing to to get back on the seven habits. True. Track. Yeah. And then and bringing this up um, to share with our listeners because uh, everybody's feeling all the feels. and They are. And wants to be sw- understood. We're swimming in feels yeah. now. Yeah. So, Avalanche. It is. Yeah. So yeah. we were going to do, well, I think this might be two episodes actually, but um, I think... So, right, yeah. Secret surprise announcement if you stuck around. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to try to do on a trial basis, no promises, no guarantees, but we're going to try to start doing two episodes a week. Woohoo! And I think we want to do Monday moon days mm-hmm. if you get the reference and uh and hump days. Yeah. So like the two two days I associate with work mm-hmm. to help you uh, quit work. There we go. Yeah. And there you have it. So might have some. And there it is. Double release weeks. Yeah. Starting this week. Well, because obviously this is a two parter because. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway. Well, yeah. So. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed. Hope you uh, empathize. Matt. <laughs> and hopefully we'll uh, I think we'll see you two times next week. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Take it easy. Stay safe. Thanks for listening to When Can I Quit My Job? Please remember to support the show by visiting whencanIquitmyjobshow.com and clicking the Patreon and Amazon links. Also, subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Tell your friends about us. Liz and Noah are not financial or legal advisors, and all information given on this podcast should be consumed for entertainment purposes only.